everybody. Welcome to the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast, episode 112. This is Mrs. Clams behind the mic tonight, and I am thrilled and privileged to announce there are very big things coming for the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast. The L Train was invited to join the Pro Wrestling Only family, where he is going to have this wonderful podcast. Join many other wonderful wrestling podcasts at ProWrestlingOnly.com. His very first episode is going to drop on May 6th, so check it out. You can still hear him everywhere. You always hear him. Content, everything else is the same, but now he's going to be in a lovely family of more pro wrestling. So with that introduction, I'd like to welcome the L Train to the pro wrestling family and our 112th episode. L Train, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks to you for taking the lead there. How you doing tonight, uh, Return of Mrs. Clams? I'm doing very, very well. I am enjoying myself immensely. I've been a little busy on some side work, but other than that, I'm back bigger and badder than ever. So here we go. Let's talk about the stacked calendar of pro wrestling events we have coming up. Uh, First and foremost, and very interesting, on June 1st in Bremerton, Washington, 7 p.m., you are going to be alive and in person hosting a Q&A with the one, the only, the baddest mother effer, Shaf. Look it up. Shaf. He's a bad, bad man. And uh, we're going to be getting it on, and uh, I can't wait for this. going to be a great time. It's my uh, debut on a stage, if you will, to uh, host a uh, interview or host a uh, Q&A live. Yeah. It's very exciting, and it's the only reason we're missing Ring of Honor. So we have tickets to Ring of Honor, a little bit closer to the event. We will be having a a fun little deal so somebody can score those tickets because we are going to be in Bremerton enjoying L-Train's debut as a live and in-person interviewer. But speaking of wonderful and things that are delightful, let's talk for a moment about Nacho Mamas. Oh, my gosh. Here's where you can get some of these absolutely delicious nachos coming up this week. Wednesday, May the 1st, Chainline Brewing in Kirkland from 5 to 8. Thursday, May the 2nd, Optimism Brewing on Capitol Hill, 5 to 9. Our good friend Philip should be checking that out. Saturday, May the 4th be with you. They will be at No Boat Brewing in no. Snoqualmie Whoa. at 12. Brewing eight get there early because they always sell out when they're at no boat and sunday may the 5th ridgecrest public house in shoreline from five to nine you are going to get some lip smacking pimento cheese nachos pimento cheese bomb nachos with cheddar cheese sauce andouille sausage pickled jalapenos and some delicious pimento cheese made with aged cheddars and cherry bomb peppers You can also get some roasted tomato salsa and chips. That will have some lovely garlic, cilantro, onions, and chipotle peppers. And you're going to finish this all off with the dark side brownies. Yes, in honor of May the 4th, you're going to get some extra dark chocolate fudgy brownies topped with evil red velvet chocolate ganache and crushed Oreos. Get yourself to these locations and check out Nacho Mamas on their social at nachomamaseattle.com. 
Find them on Twitter at Nacho Mamas SEA and Facebook and Instagram at Nacho Mamas Seattle. Hashtag nachos and beer. Hashtag nachos and beer. Take us into the Northwest Pro Wrestling calendar. Well, let's see what we got going on here. It's stacked. It's packed. We will be talking on this very podcast about this Friday night. Prestige Wrestling presents Viva La Raza. Friday, May 3rd, Hermiston, Oregon. Oregon Event and Trade Center. 7 p.m. bell time. Tickets, if there's any left, prestigewrestling.net. You're going to see Chavo Guerrero versus Ethan HD. Mm. Haas match, Bull James versus Schaff. Holy moly. That building's going to shake. The Veros Twins. I love those guys. Recently been wrestling on Ring of Honor. By yeah, the way, and guests on this show previous, they have been take on the A team, and there's a lot more going on that yeah. show. Check, like I said, prestigewrestling.net for tickets, and also that same night, three to one battle, keeping it a hundred. The Battle Palace, Evolve Gym, if you will, nine p.m. bell time. You can also watch it on Twitch. Tickets at three to one battle dot bigcartel dot com. Mm. Let's see. Then you got to go jump in the car, head up to Canada on uh, Sunday, May 5th. While you're eating nachos. While you're eating nachos. ECC dub Cinco de Mayo. Mm. No. ECC dub Cinco de Mayhem. There you go. That sounds good. 6 p.m. bell time. Man, it's at a race course and casino Mm. in Vancouver called Hastings. That sounds good. Tickets, eccdub.com. You're going to see... A friend of this show, Scotty Mack, a former person on this show, Eli Surge, Beef Boy, Sonico, Cat Power, Bambi Hall, and a whole ton of more. And uh, is Shaft also going to be at Washington Hall on May tenth, going up against the one and the only Pentagon Junior? He is. Wow, like I couldn't even imagine a bigger better batter match it's called the fire wrestling presents into the fire washington hall mm. friday may 10th 8 8 30 bell time be there be square like you said shaft and pentagon and also filthy tom mm. lawler the prestige champion last by the time way. i saw him was in hermiston yes taking on ravenous randy myers that's going to be a tremendous card and if you like Defy Wrestling, you can catch Defy and a whole bunch of other wonderful, delicious things at powerslam.tv. And if you want to do it for free, because who doesn't want to do free, use our promo code BFPWFREE and you'll get yourself 30 days to check out all the wrestling you can shove into your eye sockets. Do it. The most recent Defy now? Brody King, mm. Shaft, Part 3, Brody King's Farewell to Defy Now. That's Check it amazing. out now. That is amazing. Speaking of amazing, on today's show, we have two repeat guests. We love them. Always a good time. We'll be talking with Manny, at Beast Mode Manny. For those who follow on Twitter, he's going to be breaking down the Defy PDX show, Wolves at the Door. And then William, the proprietor of Prestige, will be giving us a little uh, information, maybe, about what's coming up on Friday, May 3rd there in Hermiston. So 
you need to stay tuned and hear both these guys. L Train, anything else? Uh, you know, I really don't have anything else. I don't think so. I Thank think you for taking the lead stack. on this uh, podcast opening. We've tried to do it like about three to <laughs> 68 times. You know, sometimes I need to be the driver's seat, and that's okay. I wasn't working out well tonight for some reason. I've edited and doing t- done too much. You've been doing a lot. For podcasting you today. Have. Hopefully the peeps can handle having substitute teacher clams in the in the driver's seat. So that's I think okay. They can handle it. Where are we going from here? We are leaving the station. Woo-hoo! Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey, I uh, just grabbed my coffee. I hit the red button. And, uh, dude, this is the L train, and uh, we're back. And uh, we're going to talk a little prestige wrestling with the one and the only William, man. Uh, How's it going out there, man? You uh, sitting around in uh, Hermiston there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, driving around. Going to take a parking spot somewhere and chat with you for a little bit. Uh, it's a nice day. just got my car washed. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this podcast for sure. Nice, nice, nice. You just driving down the uh, Jitch car wash down the main drag there. Uh, you know, I was at Hermiston, uh, or Hermiston. I was at uh, in Hermiston for Prestige uh, 1, Mrs. Clams and myself, uh, is it, uh, are you along that little area down there where there's all the uh, little shopping and restaurants and stuff? Yes, sir. Yeah, that car wash actually sucks. And that's, <laughs> that's the one I used. I'm literally like looking at the hood of my car right now. Like, what did I just spend $12 on? But whatever, I guess. Did you at least <laughs> throw a wrestling poster up there while you're kind of going through? Yeah, I actually do. I have sitting right <laughs> next to me right now, like 50 more posters that I'm just randomly throwing up throughout the week, trying to get a little last minute promo in. There you go, there you go. Hey, before we get to your big month of uh, May and what's coming up this week as we release this podcast, Ben, it was just the second anniversary of when you uh, started the product. Is uh, that correct, sir? Yeah, um, so the official date would have been April 15th was our first show, which you were at. Um, And then, like, the date we were technically founded probably would have been, like, December of 2016 because I remember having this idea to start a wrestling company and then it was like as i had the idea i started seeing things about uh defy starting a show and i was like oh man like this is the perfect timing to get in on this like it seems like there's going to be a lot popping up in the in the near future and you know two years later here we are defy is on top of their game i feel like we're putting out better stuff than ever and there's you know great promotions popping up left and right Oh, man, you guys are doing great. Uh, Like I said, Defy, of course. But, man, a lot of other promotions are uh, doing a lot uh, bigger, better things now. Man, all the promotions, you know, 321 and uh, DOA and, uh, you know, as always, the uh, stuff going on up in Canada, ECC Dub and uh, All-Star and all those kind of things. I definitely think everybody is forcing each other to step up their game a little more. Um, And, like, I... I kept up with Northwest Wrestling before I started this company, but nowhere near as much as I do now. But I feel like the shows from, like, 3 to one Battle are getting bigger. DOA is getting bigger. Defy, you know, has been paving the way and killing it. Uh, without a cause, is there now. But I feel like everyone's just trying to one-up themselves and, you know, do better than their last show, but also try and do better than everyone else's show in, like, a healthy way. 
Oh, definitely, man. Uh, I was at that uh, recent Battle Mania at the Showbox. It was my first three two one Battle Show and a Battle Mania at the same time, man. And it was a it was incredible. I bought a brought a non wrestling fan there with me, my buddy Jerry, who's only been to one other wrestling show ever, DOA, and uh, he had a blast. And he didn't. He just kind of had one drink because he was the DA, designated driver that night. And uh, man, it was just <laughs> so much fun, you know. So everyone's kind of uh, hitting the long ball these days, man. I, and it's a great as a, a fan on my end. To, to see that from all the uh, all the players involved, you know, especially for the uh, the wrestlers themselves. Yeah, it's clear that wrestling in the Northwest is like very healthy right now on every level. I mean, Ring of Honor's you know finally coming here for the first time. Uh, WWE is coming here a lot more often. I feel like so. I think the Northwest is definitely becoming a hotbed again, and I don't think I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. I feel like it's definitely at the start of the boom right now. Yeah, I think uh, you know. Obviously, we know uh, Ring of Honor is coming to Seattle and Portland that uh, first weekend uh, there in June, the first and second, and so that's really great. And then I heard uh, WWE is going to have Backlash uh, at the Tacoma Dome in Seattle, or in Seattle, yeah. and Tacoma, excuse me, um, one of the weekends there in June too. So that's uh, really a lot of wrestling going on in these uh, next couple months. Yeah, and yeah, we got we got Portland in June, and WWE is going to be there like. Right before we're there, Ring of Honor's there right before, and Defy is there that same month, too. So Portland's got a lot of uh, good stuff going, and I, I was initially kind of worried with all of that, but actually ticket sales for our first Portland date have been, like, great. So it should be a good June. So, you know, we were talking at your uh, second year anniversary abouts there, and uh, what do you know now that you didn't know then? Um, <laughs> I think, I mean, I think I just can... I think I'm just getting better. I don't know. It's hard to look back on it. I don't necessarily uh, remember my state of mind back then as much as, you know, I remember recent state of minds. But uh, I think I'm probably a little less timid when going into things, Uh, a little more on it, a little more aware of how the card should be built and just uh, how to treat the entire show and how to get the best out of a situation. Um, I remember... Like, when I'm confident about something, I'm really confident about it. I remember at the last, when MV Young was coming back at that last show, like, I knew that crowd was going to pop. And, like, there's just stuff in wrestling that you know for sure. And there's also stuff that you're so-so about. Um, And I think I'm getting better at dialing in and honing in, knowing for sure that something's going to work instead of taking a risk. So you're uh, saying, basically, experience as you've uh, went has really... uh done you favors did you favor excuse me and uh you know making it a little easier as you go and i'm sure you've gotten some really good advice from a lot of other people that were working with you along the way plus you know a lot of the wrestlers i'm sure you know that have been around have uh helped you a bit too yeah very much so um i mean and i also think and i didn't even i wasn't touching on it directly in this sense just now but it kind of clicked to me like every market's different as well and i think at least with how much I've ran Hermiston, I know what is going to work in Hermiston 100%. Much like I'm pretty sure, you know, Matt and Jim know what is going to kill it in Seattle. Like, you know, uh, that MB Young return would not have been as big in a place like Portland or something like that because they're not aware of his character as much. We've built him here. Uh, and I think that's what I'm going to learn a lot more about as we expand when we go into Spokane and Portland and we run Corvallis again. Um, I definitely think there's a lot more learning experiences to be had and that's going to be how to adjust to other markets and what they like. 
Well, I'll tell you, that same weekend, uh, he made his way up to uh, Everett, where I was at, uh, watching that show, and uh, he, he he got a pretty good pop for probably half the people didn't really know who he was, except for following him on uh, social media and, uh, you know, knowing the local wrestling scene around here, and I was uh, honored to see him. I got to actually talk to him, because I had, uh, you know, did a podcast with him once before that, and uh, once after that, so uh, super cool guy, man, and I'm glad things are uh, kind of getting bigger and better for him. Yeah, yeah, he'll uh, he'll be back here Friday, like you and I have talked about, and that match is going to be huge. So I'm excited. <laughs> so, any uh, thoughts before we get to your uh, big uh, May coming up here about your uh, second year anniversary? Um, I'm just excited at how quick we've grown. Uh, just I'm, uh, it's awesome how much everyone supported us within wrestling, and then like with the fans, um, it's been kind of hard building locally hermiston is a pretty small town and i personally have seen zero support from the city like the actual like people within you know city hall people the businesses in general we don't get much support from them so it's definitely all the fans that have helped get us here you know getting sponsors here has been near impossible keeping sponsors here has been near impossible even though you know we live up to everything and we we treat them very well hermiston is a small town and people don't really get how much a sponsorship can help so 100 like the past two years the fans have built prestige there's been nobody but the fans that have made us where we are today so i thank them 110 percent on that well speaking of uh where you are you know you've uh other than hermiston you branched out to uh corvallis before and had a great show there was it one or two shows there so far uh we've had one one uh, yeah, but we there's we're gonna go we were going to go back sooner, but there were problems with the venue. Uh, and then it just kind of, I mean, we were going to try and go back even sooner after that. And then just, we couldn't make anything work until now, which is going to be pretty much exactly a year later. So nice. <laughs> we're oh, finally yeah. heading back. I'm just realizing that as I'm looking at uh, dates on my computer. But uh, so anyway, as we release this podcast, uh, what is it? This Friday night, May the 3rd, uh, Prestige Wrestling presents Viva La Raza. Man, tell us about what's going on on uh, that card. Man, that card is one of the ones I'm most proud of. Um, everyone has a pretty big role in that show. Like, all the wrestlers have something awesome going on. I think Tom and MV Young is probably going to be the highlight of the show for me um, because they had one of my favorite matches in prestige wrestling history. Uh, Tom is finally the champ. Um, he's been one of our biggest stars since the beginning. We brought him to the Northwest on the first show. Uh, it was his first, his first booking in the Northwest and one of his first, like, more prominent indie-level bookings. He fought Davy Richards on that show. So, yeah, Filthy Tom Waller versus Envy Young in the main event. I think that's going to be great. Um, have, you, have you looked at the card yet? I have it right in front of me. Um, yeah, dude, what, what are you what are you most excited about that you're looking at on that? Well, seeing obviously Chavo Guerrero Jr. because uh, you know the last time I saw him was maybe on Lucha Volcanica, but always top notch, in shape, ready to wrestle. Uh, he's taken on Ethan HD, who is uh, one of my favorites. One of the he could high fly, technical wrestler. He can you know stand in the middle of the ring and uh, you know forearm it out, and uh, that one looks really good to me. Um, I don't know if you want to throw some thoughts in there. There's another one. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on this thing that really stands out to me now that I'm kind of looking up and down on it. But uh, what's your thoughts on that Shavo-Ethan Ethan HD match? 
I'm really excited. Uh, Ethan kind of fell into that match, but like in the best way possible. So the original match was going to be Chavo versus Darby, uh, Darby Allen. And Darby ended up, I think there was this miscommunication. I think he's going to be in Europe at the time. So I was like, all right, no worries. Uh, I'll, I'll find someone else for this. And we, we got Ethan. And the thought with putting Darby in it originally was we've always been a company that kind of likes to build a Northwest guy. And even though Darby's on a national level, he is a Northwest guy. Um, and I just, I thought that'd be a pretty big match in, you know, that match could go anywhere in headline. Um, but I thought for here, it would be like, oh, this is a Northwest guy versus Chavo, but it's a Northwest guy with a major name. So when Darby fell through, my mind instantly went to Ethan. Um, he's, you know, trained guys all over the world. He's been wrestling for years. And I just remember, like, when I was first going to indie shows, he was, always one of the guys that stood out to me so when we announced that ethan would be replacing darby nobody was bummed like everybody was like yes this is ethan's time like this is going to be a good match um and i think they're going to go out there and kill all right i'm just kind of going to go down this real quick you can make quick thoughts a bunch of thoughts whatever you want to do but this card is amazing it would be wrong of me to put over something over something else but anyway we'll go from here and uh Hey, man, next, the uh, Hermes and Street Fight. I think that's the uh, tour uh, Drexel's putting on against uh, that day, Tyler Bateman. Yeah, so I, I had this idea with Drexel to do this Highway to Hell tour. I was like, hey, we're doing three dates. And, like, Drexel, as much as he's a wrestler, a lot of his persona and just him comes across to me as, like, a fucking rock star. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, Drexel's... Drexel is an enigma in himself, you know, the charisma that comes off of him. His in-ring work is great, but to me, what stands out about Drexel is his character. And that's something that is kind of lost in any wrestling this day, uh, these, these days. That's, you know, no knock on his in-ring work, as I said, but his character is insane. So I said, hey, let's do this Highway to Hell tour, and we'll give you a street fight in every city you're in. And we'll, we'll see if uh, you can get the victory over <laughs> some, some pretty big names and some pretty interesting names and i asked him who he wanted and pretty much went out and got those people that he wanted to fight and uh hermiston has a love-hate relationship with drexel he's very popular but a lot of people also hate him so i think it's going to get violent um i know he's used barbed wire and thumbtacks in the past so uh i don't know it's going to be an interesting one i love tyler bateman's work i've never seen him in person i've never booked him before so that one should be great as well Hey, man, then you got a uh, good singles match. Uh, Bambi Hall taking on Leva Bates. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah, Leva Bates. Um, that's another one that somebody kind of fell into. Um, it was it was originally going to be Thunder Rosa uh, versus Leva Bates. And Thunder Rosa, uh, I think it was just another miscommunication problem. Um, both her and Darby had to drop this show, and it wasn't any hard feelings against anybody, and it was just, miscommunication on everyone's end um and yeah so i asked around and said who's a northwest girl that's killing it and i got a list of people and bambi hall was the the one that when i looked at stuff that she had done uh she seemed the most impressive to me and uh i want to give people a chance that are kind of in the northwest and i know she's up in canada um but leva leva's built a huge following for herself here and i think bringing bambi into this company in that way is going to be good for her and she's going to put up a good fight against Leva Bates. Well you talked about uh, you know using uh, the Northwest talent. I really noticed that maybe after your first couple shows you used them then too but I think you 
kind of used them even more and more as your uh, two years had went along. And, uh, you know, you're still bringing in some great names like, you know, Simon Graham and Tom Lawler and those kind of guys, Bull James. And, uh, but it's really cool how you're, uh, using those guys, you know, Santiago King cash was the, uh, the champ there for a while. And, uh, really, really, um, great to see that. And there, there's a lot of names too, that I consider they're not Northwest guys, but they're prestige guys. Um, it's kind of like how, you know, Brody King became like a defy guy. Mm-hmm. I felt like, um, on our end, I definitely feel Tom Waller. I definitely feel Simon Graham. And I definitely feel Leva Bates are people that are like, they are prestige wrestlers. They've been on show after show. Um, every time they come here, they help out. Every time they come here, they're great to work with. They're reasonable. And, you know, any requests as far as flights and stuff go, like they are about building prestige. And it's just, you know, they, they're part of the family here as much as any of the Northwest guys are. Well, here's a single match that are uh, two guys that have uh, been at Prestige before. It's going to be a big Haas fight, man. Uh, Bull James and uh, the one, the only Schaff. Man, yeah, Schaff had to Schaff had to miss our last show, unfortunately, um, because of the the snowstorm that we had. Oh yeah. Um, so this is going to be kind of a return for him. So I think the crowd's pretty excited to see him back, and I know they're going to like beat probably beat the shit out of each other uh <laughs> uh i i hope for the fans sake that they beat the shit out of each other because it's going to be very interesting to watch um and hoss fights are just kind of a classic thing in wrestling and uh we haven't had many of those big guy versus big guy matches we've had you know a big guy versus a little guy or something in a tag match so i think this is going to definitely be a attraction um for hermiston of just two very large men beating the crap out of each other. Well, after seeing uh, Schaff and uh, Brody King uh, going live a few times, you better, you know, give that ring an extra little tightening, uh, you know, batting it down a little uh, more than usual because <laughs> that thing will be moving right. around. We're, we're about to buy a second ring, so if they break the ring, I've got another one. we got a backup. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, do you have uh, at your shows – because I'm not looking back at any pictures right now, the uh, guard railings around your uh, ring? Or is it uh, just open? It's not an actual rail. It's like a, a pipe and drape that's brought down to like waist level. Oh, okay. And it looks really good and gives like a uniform look that I really like, but it's not full-on guard rails. Oh, okay. So, you know, if you see one of them coming at you, just get the hell out of the way. Man, people like to bust through those rails, and every time it happens, I'm... I'm a little nervous because the venue charges an arm and a leg for those things. <laughs> and I know uh, Tom Tom and MV Young, I think uh, MV Young speared, no, Tom speared MV Young through it in their last match and like almost took out the entire first row and definitely almost broke those. Nothing was broken, thank God, or it would have came out of their paycheck. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I would have paid for it. But, <laughs> you know, they, yeah. So the, it, the action does still pass those guardrails sometimes. Oh, man, just look out, just look out. You see him come, get out of the way. Don't be stubborn. Uh, save your soda pop and uh, your popcorn and get out of the way. <laughs> but, man, after that, you got a one tag team uh, match coming up, your tag team championship tournament match, man, the A-team, and the Varos Twins, man, who uh, recently uh, were uh, wrestling over there at uh, Ring of Honor, I think. Yeah, the Voros Twins are making their debut for me, too. That's been a long time coming. Um, wow, I'm just realizing how many, like, Canadian people are making their debut on the show. That's awesome. A lot, you know, people that are working for ECCW and stuff like that. Uh, 
But yeah, the Voros twins have been in contact with me, I think, since like our second or third event. And it just, nothing ever lined up. You know, we weren't, we weren't making the plans just yet to launch the tag division in full. So I was always doing, you know, like one tag match a card and we had our guys that we needed. But now it's, we're bringing in tag team championships soon. So there's definitely going to be an influx of new people. Um, the A team got their first win at the last show. And that's what has propelled them to be into this tag tournament. And uh, I, I don't think the Voros Twins really needed to prove themselves to get into the tournament. Um, they've been making a name for themselves for years. Uh, they've held tag belts. I think they've held the ECCW tag belts. I know they've held the DOA tag belts. Yes. And they also recently debuted on Ring of Honor. So I thought they would be a great tag team to bring in. Oh, man. And uh, I had the honor of talking to those guys one time, like, many podcasts ago. It was fun because they were, like, talking to me at the same time, you know, kind of like how they do, how they work their thing. Like, man, it was it was hard for me to keep up, but it was really a lot of fun. They're uh, great guys. And uh, great to see I, them. Uh, go ahead. I've, I've heard that they're absolutely insane and might as well be aliens from outer space. <laughs> Dude, they've I'm been, excited to meet them. I went to the DOA show one time, like the ninth anniversary, and, you know, they got – I was put at ringside right in the corner there, and uh, I kind of held my phone up. They knew the exact moment I was trying to take their picture and just pose together how they do. And as soon as it done, they went about their business. I don't know how they knew. I just kind of held it up for a second. They just saw it with the corner of their eye, and it was on, and they gave me a great pick. <laughs> so that's going to be fun and then you got another uh match for that tag team uh championship tournament uh team c4 and they're taking on uh, hopefully they can make it the strays yeah the strays got a long way to walk again um but i think so i know everybody's always up there to put on the best match possible but consistently i'm impressed with these two teams and i really think that match is going to be the one that steals the show. Um, and then steals the show matches a lot of the times, I feel like, are the match that people aren't talking about the most. And it's the people that are out there being the most hungry. And I, like, I don't know. I think that match is going to be nuts. I can't wait uh, to film it. I can't wait to see it. You know, that's definitely going to be one I'm going to watch back a million times. Uh, C4 is totally blown my mind every time they're they're in front of the camera uh they're definitely stars in my eyes um and sean and guillermo rule and then the strays are some of the most interesting dudes i've ever met uh, <laughs> they they are wild in front of the camera and behind the camera so that match is going to be good oh man i've got to see i was able to see them live uh before a couple three times now man at another show and uh they're insane man they put their bodies into it they're kind of grunting and yelling the whole time and uh they got great timing together and it's a it's a treat to see those guys work yeah definitely it'll be great this will be our second time having them they uh wrestled the a team at the last show well my question here is between you and the other guy that books them a little more uh north than you are man how come we're not getting these guys a bus ticket <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, I, I definitely, I definitely think they are at a level that they need to prove their worth right now. So we'll let them walk for a little bit. But if they start <laughs> racking up some wins, bus tickets might be in the future plan. If they can get these belts, can we at least get them into town a little more stylish, man? At least get them in one of those like bikes that are like for two people, you know, something. A tandem bike. Yeah, get some. I'll, I'll, 
I'll shoot them a message and let them know if they win the tournament. They'll, I'll buy them a tandem bike. There you go. You can get some video of that along the way, you know, and stopping <laughs> along the side of the road to camp and eat out of a bean can and, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but anyway, after that, man, uh, is the uh, next match the same night or will that be at another uh, match later in the month that we'll get to? Um, I'm going to space them out over the next few months i'm probably going to do them all in hermiston just because we've built our there you go our brand in hermiston as far as you know the titles go we'll let them be defended anywhere but i think at least for now until we kind of stake our claim in other cities a little more i think all the titles should be initially decided in hermiston um so we'll have these at this show and then we're going to announce some more hermiston shows and we'll have you know, the more opening matches at that, oh, and we'll do okay. semifinals and finals. Um, I think it'll all be decided before the end of the year. Oh, okay. So it's not just these two matches. Uh, this is just the uh, start of a bigger tournament. So that's cool because we'll see a lot of the uh, local talent and uh, whoever else you uh, bring in along the way. And then uh, what's going to be a fabulous match? You, c- Man, should almost be a grudge match between these guys. They've probably wrestled so many times. Sonico and Mike Santiago, man, a uh, couple different uh, styles there. Yeah, uh, so Sonico has a little unfinished business with Mike Santiago. They, in December, were involved in our Rise or Die Trying Championship tournament, and uh, Santiago, after the match, jumped Sonico and threw him into a ring post. And then uh, after, towards the end of the show, uh, they had a match against each other in a fatal four-way, and I just know they were they were coming at each other um and it's just kind of yeah like you said a grudge match they've wrestled so much all around the northwest and i i definitely wanted another just northwest guy versus northwest guy match to show on the show and santiago is our most hated guy and sonico is easily in our top three most popular guys (laughs) so let's put him out there and let the fans boo the hell out of santiago and cheer the hell out of sonico there you go there you go it'll be insane as always i think the last couple times at least Sonico's done some nut stuff where he's jumping off things and stuff from uh, the videos and things I see of uh, the prestige shows, man. So that's going to be a lot of fun for uh, for everyone there. And then uh, the last match that I see here on the card, Simon Grimm and Julian White, man. I, that's going to be a great match. I really like Julian White, and Simon Grimm uh, is incredible. And uh, what's your thoughts on uh, that one? Yeah, that was... Uh... I felt like I owed Julian a featured match like that. Um, he has busted his ass for us. Um, and that's just kind of one of those matches that I hope will put him on the radar for other people. I know Simon is a pretty big name in the world of wrestling right now, um, the world of independent wrestling. And he's working shows left and right. And it's just kind of a thank you to Julian to let him go into that. They're, they're both baby faces. People love both of them. And they are both guys that are just focused on getting a win uh, in the spirit of competition. So they're opening the show, actually, because I think that'll be a great way to kill it. Uh, And they'll go out there and set the crowd on fire, and we'll be, you know, onward and upward from there with great match after great match. Man, that's a top-notch card, man. Uh, From top to bottom, you know, you got your prestige guys, the guys you're bringing in for the first time, and, uh, man, you've done a great job putting this show together. But, uh, dude... You've put a, together a few shows in May, this one and a couple other ones, man. Where else are you uh, going here in May? So we'll be hitting up Corvallis uh, on May 18th, and on that one we're bringing uh, Tom Waller, uh, Funny Bone's going to make his debut, uh, Grizzly Cal Jack's making his debut. He was 
a former uh, OSU All-American wrestler, and he also was in NXT for a moment. Um, and then we're also going to have Leva Bates at that show. So there's a lot of cool stuff on that, lots of debuts. And then we head to Spokane on May 24th, um, and that one is just stacked with debuts, too. Uh, Jordan Grace debuts for us. Uh, Sue Young debuts, Priscilla Kelly. Uh, Darby will be here, Simon Graham. And then uh, a guy that I don't I, – I think I, we're definitely going to be his – one of yeah, no, we're going to be his first Northwest indie booking, at least in a long time, is going to be T.J. Perkins. Oh, um, I saw that. Debuting for us. <laughs> yeah, that's on there. I mean, yeah, we, we, we kind of pride ourselves – or, you know, one of my goals was always to be leading the way and bringing guys over here for the first time, or at least the first time in a long time. And, uh, you know, we, we did that with Tom Waller. We did that with super crazy. Um, and we're going to do that now with TJ Perkins. And I'm hoping, uh, super crazy and Tom Waller have become Northwest mainstays since mm. then. I feel like they've been on, you know, every show around here popping up and just blowing the roof off the place. And I'm hoping that'll happen with TJ Perkins. Oh, yeah, we're going to be seeing uh, Tom, uh, a lot of other spots coming up, and uh, that's great because uh, uh, everyone needs to see him wherever they are. I also see that you're having a uh, a uh, Simon Grimm seminar uh, that same day on the 24th, correct? Yeah, yeah. Simon has a very, very interesting mind for wrestling and a very opinionated mind for wrestling, but, like, in a good way. I definitely think... Uh, being opinionated is a good thing when you're as uh, skilled and as he is, he's been wrestling for a long time and he is not hesitant in voicing his opinions. So that's why I think that seminar is going to be very good, uh, especially for a lot of people in the Northwest that haven't done seminars like his before. Um, and that's also our first seminar that we'll, we'll be throwing. So it's going to be fun for everyone. Nice, man. Nice. And then, uh, dude, uh, so then you guys make your uh, debut the next month in uh, Portland. And, uh, man, how'd that all go getting that all set up, man? Uh, that's a great uh, little town to uh, have a wrestling show in. Yeah, Portland's been a very long time coming. Uh, I've been I've been wanting to run Portland, but I, I've been wanting for the time to be right. I didn't want to... Uh, I, I, I didn't want to rush it going into Portland, I guess I should say. So we later our groundwork here in Hermiston, you know, we went to Corvallis real quick and that was great. And then we finally found a venue that we're like, all right, this will be good. Um, and that's the Bossa Nova ballroom. It's a pretty awesome ballroom. Um, there's some balcony seats where groups can buy five tickets for $300 and they get like a private balcony with them and their friends. Um, so that's pretty cool. As that's well. a great value uh, right there for five people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome seats and it's just for like, I don't know. I'm not a really old guy, but I also <laughs> have done a lot in my life, and I would love those seats to be able to be by myself with my friends. Well, um, as the uh, old guy, I would love to uh, be sitting in a balcony with some friends in a private balcony. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I, I think those private balconies are going to have, like, waiters coming up and bringing drinks and stuff. So it's like, you're making you know, it. That, that's definitely... That's the top-notch premium seat for people like us. Oh like, man, kick back and get our get our drinks and food brought to Making us. it just too easy. Except you know, if now if I yeah. you know if I didn't have to go to the bathroom, it'd be perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on the subject of a of another first time thing, we're on that show. We're doing Juventud Guerrero versus TJ Perkins. Uh, that's the only announced match so far. But uh, TJP and Hoovy are like two of the greatest cruiserweights ever. 
Um, you know, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people got mad at us because we called TJP the first cruiserweight champion ever. And I am well aware that he is not the first cruiserweight champion ever, <laughs> but the belt that is out today is a different lineage than the original belt, which Juventud Guerrero also held. And WWE markets TJP as the first cruiserweight champion ever, so I'd be a fool not to market it exactly as WWE does. Oh, yeah. Um, so to Hurricane, Hurricane got really mad about it and started tweeting about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so to, to the Hurricane, who I love, hurricane's work i do not think tjp was the first champion ever i get that you held the title hurricane right. um so yeah I, i'm going off track here well, that's right good thing you got that out now he'll understand you know because he's obviously going to be listening right <laughs> i hope he listens <laughs> <laughs> but you've had Hoovy on before man he's done some uh great work for you yeah we had Hoovy versus super crazy versus sonico wow. um and Hoovy was you know super nice uh his English isn't the best, so we didn't get a chat much. But, you know, I could tell he was grateful to be there. He, he gave, you know, a handshake and a hug and said thanks so much for everything. And I think him and TJP are going to set that crowd on fire. Uh, and there's, you know, so much more to be announced. Right now, Simon Grimm and Super Crazy are also confirmed for that show. Mm. But I promise there's a lot more big, big, big names going to get announced for that very soon. Well, William, it sounds like you've got some huge things coming up. Start with this Friday in uh, Hermiston, May the 3rd, uh, with your huge uh, huge uh, card there and uh, a bunch of them coming up, man. And, uh, dude, there's a spot a lot of people can uh, go get on the Internet or their apps and uh, watch some uh, prestige wrestling, right? Uh, what is it, uh, independentwrestling.tv? Yeah, independentwrestling.tv or indiewrestling.tv. Uh, it'll take you to the same site. Um, they are awesome. They've got all of our stuff up there. They've got CZW. They've got Black Label Pro. They've got a lot of stuff. Uh, and if you sign up with the code Prestige, you'll get 20 days free. Um, so you can kind of see all of our events that we've filmed. And then, you know, like I said, there's a ton of other stuff. A lot of people call it the home of Filthy Tom Waller because there's so much <laughs> Filthy Tom stuff on that. So if you want to watch some Filthy Tom matches, go to independentwrestling.tv. Was Tom getting a little piece of the action over there or what? <laughs> I, I know. I can <laughs> Start sending him, you know, $10 royalty checks here on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, let me see here. Let me check my little notes here. So, uh, any other uh, things going on in the beyond uh, June that you can talk about yet? Or uh, is that kind of still all uh, just working out? Beyond June, we're going to announce another Hermiston show. That'll probably get announced after the show on Friday. Um, and then... We have potential dates lined up for more Spokane stuff, and we've got more Portland stuff lined up. It's not announced yet. Um, and then we're also going to be hopefully expanding into other markets in Washington because we have that license now, and we can run a nice. few other markets. Uh, with you know, there's, there's barriers on what we can and can't do, but we're going to do whatever we can do to get into new markets. And then we're also going to run a few new markets in Oregon uh, okay. probably early next year for that. Oh, man, so uh sounds like uh, in the last two years, things have just gotten uh, better as you went along slowly here and there. Every You didn't even run every month at first. You only, you know, kind of run every few months, kind of kind of work more and more. Now you got a show where you got three, or a month, excuse me, you have a month where you have three shows, you know, and you already got another one planned for June, man. Uh, great things going. Where do folks get all the tickets for these things? Can they all go to that one website? 
Yeah, all the tickets are available on prestigewrestling.net. Um, and there's also some free videos over there and stuff like that, info on the company. And, uh, yeah, so get them all at prestigewrestling.net or, you know, you can go direct through certain websites if you find those links as well. But prestigewrestling.net will get you all the info you need. Any uh, merchandise you can get over there at prestigewrestling.net or at the shows? Uh, we're going to relaunch our merch store soon. We took it down for a bit because we were doing like a massive restock. Mm-hmm. And starting at this show next week, we're going to have so many new designs. Like, I think we have probably like 20, 25 different pieces of merch right now. Oh, damn. Um, and we're going to try and add more and more. We just recently released an MV Young shirt. Um, you know, I like to do a lot of hardcore and punk band rips mm-hmm. because I come from hardcore and punk. So there's a band called Bad Brains, and we, we're releasing a shirt at the next show that is a Bad Brains shirt uh, rip that has the Prestige logo. Uh, there's a Pantera rip that I'm thinking about doing. I don't know when I'm going to be able to do that one. But yeah, I just I mean, all of our shows are named after hardcore bands and metal bands, uh, or songs of hardcore bands and metal bands. So that's kind of the theme you'll see through our merch as well. Excellent, man. Excellent, man. Congratulations on uh, all that's going on. Thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. And before I let you go, any uh, final thoughts before we uh, head off and uh, do the rest of our day? Uh, my final thoughts are that, A, your podcast rules. I've been <laughs> telling you I'm going to try and get you some, some other guys to come on your podcast soon, and I will. I'll get a hold of them ASAP. Um, and then, B, guys like you and, the, I mean, everybody supporting independent wrestling in the Northwest is awesome right now. Um, I think, you know, from a fan perspective and from a business perspective, we can all realize that this is, one of the most exciting times in Northwest independent wrestling. Definitely, definitely the most exciting time, I think, since, like, you know, the Portland wrestling Don Owen era. Um, I know I know when I was in, I don't know, the late 90s, there wasn't much for, for wrestling. And since then, I don't think there's been much. And now it's just everywhere in the Northwest. Oh, it's fabulous, man. And uh, I'm glad guys like myself and, uh, you know, Philip, who does uh, some great articles on uh, – you know, the the previews and uh, the reviews of the show that he puts out. Uh, he's another great fan. So, you know, I believe we, uh, I don't, I'm not really speaking for him, but I'm sure I'm right. We do it because we uh, we love wrestling. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. I'm going to let you go. You get uh, back to whatever you're doing. And uh, thanks again. And good luck this Friday night in Hermiston at uh, 7 p.m. Awesome. Thanks for everything, man. You're welcome. Bye. Hey, man, the L-Train, we're back for yet another podcast. And my man, at Beast Mode Manny on Twitter, Manny is back. We're going to talk, as usual, a lot of Defy and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Manny, man, what's going on? You working a little late tonight, bro? Yeah, I had to work some overtime, but I'm finally off work right now. Heading home, still got some traffic out here, unfortunately. I was hoping it was going to clear up a little bit, but I'm here. How you doing? Dude, I'm doing uh, doing okay, you know. You know what's been going on with me the last few days, but uh, I'm recovering, getting ready to uh, head back to work tomorrow. Uh, lost uh, lost an animal of our family this week, stressed me out a little bit, but it is what it is, and uh, I'm doing a lot better, and I uh, can't wait to get back to it tomorrow. And, uh, dude, just a lot of better things coming, man. Yeah, man, I, I'm sure it wasn't easy, but... You know, you're doing better, and, and I'm glad to hear that. I appreciate it. There was a lot of people, you know. You know, I lost a cat, man. Uh, people think, some people might think, oh, what the hell, you know. 
But to me, a family member is an animal that you bring into your house. You got to do your best to take care of it, uh, love it. It gives you unconditional love and, uh, really kind of broke my heart a little bit, you know, broke my wife's heart a little bit and it is what it is. And we're coming back now, uh, and, uh, getting ready for, uh, you know, what's to come. For sure, for sure. <laughs> so, dude, man, uh, you know, got you on here. We got to talk a little uh, Defy, PDX, the Wolves at the door down in Portland, man. Uh, so take us uh, back to that, you know. We're a little late getting this uh, podcast out, but it is what it is. Uh, people still love us, right, Manny? Uh, I'm pretty sure they do. I mean, I, I do get a lot of feedback about these reviews, and I... I do appreciate everybody that checks it out. You know, it means a lot for me. And, uh, you know, I always appreciate you having me on here so we can discuss. It's something that I that I really do enjoy. So thank you for that. Well, answer me this. I know there was one um, Defy that you missed, and that was the Defy in uh, Portland when it was snowing out. You know, the freeways were treacherous. You know, you never really know what's going to happen if you go there on the street, get out there on the streets and stuff. But other than that, have you missed any defy shows that have happened um i didn't go to the first one you didn't make the first one right i knew about it you know i I heard about you know cody Rhodes was going to be doing a seminar in tacoma and i thought that was random as fuck um but you know i as far as like the the show itself i didn't go because i didn't have anybody that wanted to go with me you know, Danny and, and another buddy of mine, Mike, they ended up going to the first show. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I think it was on a Friday. And I had just started working the job that I have right now. So it was kind of like iffy for me to ask for time off. I wasn't really sure what to expect. But after the first show, they're like, you got to come with us. So I went to the second one, uh, excited to see Pentagon. And that Pentagon no-showed. Right. So I was a little bummed out about that, but, you know, once the show started, like, every match was awesome, and I was drawn in. <laughs> um, so I missed that that, that show. Uh, what other show did I miss? I missed, uh, I think it was the 5-4, the one in Tacoma, where Cody Rhodes was there. All right. So you missed Cody both times. I missed Cody both times. Doesn't that suck? I've, I've never met <laughs> Cody Rhodes, but I've seen him wrestle in person. I... I saw him at the New Japan Long Beach show, but uh, nice. yeah, you know, I, I, I could probably count on my hand how many uh, shows that I've missed. I think it's like three total, uh, not counting like the the Spokane and Montana and all that. Oh right, right, yeah. Because that, that was that was a far trek, you know, even for me. Oh, that's a long ways out there hitting Spokane, Montana. But I was really glad that uh, Defy, uh, you know, got their roots out there and uh in those places and uh dude hopefully they'll be uh getting back to those places soon anyway i was asking you about that because people are like you know why does manny do all the defy review shows with you because he's been to almost all of them he knows more about independent wrestling than almost anybody i know that's it wow who, who said that actually no one i just made that up <laughs> And, you know what? When we finish recording, if you want to give me some names, you know, I'd, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> there you go. Buddy. <laughs> that was great. That was great. So, man, tell us about your journey down to uh, Portland this time for um, Wolves at the Door. Did you guys head down there same day, night before? What's up? Uh, we ended up heading down there pretty like 
like at a chill time. Like we gave ourselves enough time to make it down there and, and do some stuff. You know, we usually hang out with some buddies that we have over there in, uh, in Portland and Vancouver. And uh, we ended up coming back that same night. We ended up getting home like at six in the morning, man. It was, it was kind of crazy. Six I, in the morning. Probably the most fun I've had on a trip to, to Portland. Dude, you got home at 6 a.m.? Were your parents there waiting to yeah. cook you a little? Was your mom cooking you a little breakfast when you dropped in the house that night before you went off to Never no, Neverland and took no, a nap? No, I mean, I, I got home. I knocked out. <laughs> I think after that, uh, Danny still had to drive about an hour to his place, and then Jesse had to drive an hour also. God. We, like, my, my place was kind of the meetup spot, so I was the first one to, to get home and kind of knock out. Well, let's jump back then. Uh, all right. You went from uh, getting there to coming home the same night. So before the show, you met up with friends. Was there some uh, pre-funkin'? The last time I saw Manny, when I was in Portland, my one time down there, I'm sitting there eating at our Mexican restaurant, having a little you know, drink and a, a burrito or whatever it might have been. And all of a sudden, you came in looking like you're feeling pretty good. Did you get to that point again? Uh, no, <laughs> I, I didn't get to that point. Um, I, I usually don't get like that. I don't know what it was. I, I was just in a good mood or maybe I wasn't, I don't remember. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, controlled when it comes to drinking. So that, that's not something typical that you would see from me. So, yeah. <laughs> so where was the pre-funk this time before the show? Uh, well, when, when we first got there, we ended up going to this barbecue spot over there in Portland. Uh, I know when you, when you think about Portland, you don't really automatically, you know, connect it to some good barbecue, but there's some pretty good places over there. Uh, we ended up going to this spot called Podness Pit. It's a, uh, it's a barbecue spot and like, it was on a Food Network show and I was like, okay, let's check that out. It's really good, dude. Really? Was uh, Guy Fieri there? Was it one of those shows or something? No, no, it wasn't a Guy Fieri show. It, it was like a show where, like, I think it's called, like, Best I Ever Ate or something like that. And, like, the different chefs are, like, talking about different restaurants uh, all over the U.S. that they like to go to eat, like, certain foods. And the theme was barbecue, and they picked this one in Portland, and I was like, oh, snap, like, Portland is getting some love. So I wanted to check it out, and we did. It was, it was really good. Nice, the only nice. thing that I didn't like was that the portions weren't that big, but that's actually probably like the portion that I should be eating. <laughs> you know, we're, we're just not used to it. <laughs> was uh, the portion um, worth the money, though, the portion that you got, or were you expecting a little more for your money? Uh, it, it was pretty pricey, yeah, I, I will say that. Damn. So you went from there, yeah. then you went somewhere else and before the show? Yeah, we ended up going to this spot called Wonderland that we've been to before. It's like a like a nickel arcade. They have like a bunch of old school games and some new ones. They had this really cool like WWE machine. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, it was like a kind of like those coin drop ones. I don't know if you've ever played those. Like you drop the coin in, and then like they go into certain spots, and if you hit a certain little circle or whatever, it goes in there. You get, like, these cards, and then you can trade in the cards for points, and it was fun. Like, we spent all our money on that machine once we found it. <laughs> Is that Was that that little place kind of in the downtown-y uh, 
area. It's like a two story, uh, not far from maybe um, the downtown, um, the donut shop, Voodoo Donuts, or is that another spot you're thinking or you're telling me of? Uh, it might be another spot because this one wasn't two stories. I, I, oh, okay. I do know that they have more than one location, so it, it might be another one over there. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So from there, was it off to Hawthorne Theater? No. God. I'm telling you, we, we had more than enough time. We ended up going to that Mexican spot where I found you last time, and we ended up grabbing some margaritas. Oh, yeah, some uh, of their world-famous margaritas at the place next door to the Hawthorne. Yeah, it's, it's kind of become our little tradition because they do, like, a happy hour. <laughs> so we get, like, two margaritas each, and we just down them, and then we go. Hey, there was someone recently on uh, Twitter or the Defiance page on Facebook, I can't remember, that was trying to put over a uh, a margarita that they served at the Hawthorne Theater itself. Do you remember that? Yeah, and I mentioned the, the, the spot next door where we get our margaritas at. Exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not too big on margaritas. Like, if I'm going to drink, I'll probably just grab a beer. Um, I don't I don't really get too fancy with that kind of stuff, but the margaritas are pretty good. Not bad, not bad. So anyway, you finally hit the place next door to the Hawthorne. Was then the time you went to the Hawthorne after that? Yeah, yeah, we went into the Hawthorne. Uh, we, we got to... Uh, chat with Jimmy Havoc for a little bit. He remembered us from the Progress Show, which was really cool. Uh, he's like one of the most down to earth wrestlers that I've met. Like he's super chill. You can talk to him. You can approach him. Super nice guy. I'm happy for him with the whole AEW stuff. I I think he deserves it. You know, I, I know that he's known for a lot of his uh, his death matches and hardcore and all that. But I I think he's great on the mic and. He's a he's a great asset for AEW. I, I think it's a great pickup. Were the wrestlers uh, hanging out in the bar uh, before the show and at the intermission again? Yeah, not not everybody was there. I mean, Jimmy Havoc was there. Uh, Reno Scum was there. And, yeah, I think that was about it before the, the show began. Gotcha, gotcha. So you had some uh, balcony seats again, did you not? Yeah, we did balcony uh I, I think that's my preferred seat when it comes to the Hawthorne, just because uh, front row is, is a little bit too close to the ring, and you got to move around. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I prefer balcony for Hawthorne. I mean, we, we kind of have our seats for, for Washington Hall, but I do know that people love sitting in the balcony for Washington Hall also. Oh, yeah. Like, those are some of the seats that, that sell out the fastest. So, uh, yeah, balcony's pretty dope. Yeah, I like the uh, balcony itself. Uh, when I was at uh, Portland before, I liked my balcony seat, uh, and there was a little fan in front of me, but that's a minor, little minor thing. But, uh, yeah, man, it's a blast there. And I also like the Washington Hall uh, balcony seats. I really uh, like those because, like you said, I don't like to, uh, and I'm older than you, I don't like to get up and move my fat ass very much. I want to just continue to sit there, watch, drink my Coca-Cola or my beer or whatever is going on, and... Uh, not have to uh, worry about jumping out of the way. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I mean, and, and plus, you get like a whole view of everything from there, right? You can see the whole ring. Right. You can see what's going on when they flip out of the ring. You know where you're. If you're on one side of the ring on the floor, you can't see really what's going on there. 
or when everything's going on in your area because everyone has to run out of the way. And, you know, that's one of the things of independent wrestling, but it's also kind of fun sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, uh, so you sat down, got your seat. Did Before the show, did you grab any of that spectacular pizza that they serve there at the Hawthorne? Of course, man. I told you I would. I grabbed the slice, uh, that pepperoni. I love that pizza. I mean, it, it's not like the best pizza I've ever had, but when I'm there, like, I don't know, I, I just need a piece of that pizza. Like, it's really good venue pizza, I'll say that. It is, man. It's got that little bit of grease, but not too much grease, not soggy. Just, I don't know, man. Like you said, it's not the greatest pizza, but it's good pizza for the venue and uh, goes with what's going on there, right? And the prices aren't even that bad. I think it's like $4 a slice. They heat it up a little bit, so you get a little crust, like a little crunchy on the on the crust. Oh, yeah. It's a spot, yeah. Get a little parm, throw it on there. But anyway. No, 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 no. Oh, that's no. right. I forgot. You're not a cheese guy. For me, yeah. a little extra parm on it. But for Manny, no extra cheese. Yeah, no, no, no. That's a big no, no. <laughs> That's been discussed. I'll send it back. That's been discussed multiple times on this very podcast about cheese and Manny. But anyway, man. So the elimination four way: Leon Negro, Cody Chun, Guerrero de Neon, and uh, Rosas. Tell us about that match. Well, uh, we didn't know that it was going to be a four way elimination match until the match was about to begin you know once uh the person announcing started talking about the match that's when we found out that it was going to be an elimination match i it was a great match you know they they did a lot of crazy spots a lot of spots to the outside a lot of like double team moves uh they're pulling out some stuff that i had never seen them do at previous shows so i feel like all four of them brought it Dude, uh, I think Leon Negro came out on top on that, did he not? Yeah, I was pretty surprised by that. He ended up getting the win. You know, I, I think the elimination order was uh, Guerrero de Neon was the first one to be eliminated. Then it was Rosas, and then it was Cody. So Leon Negro got the win. Uh, people love that gimmick of the, the sexy lucha. You know, he comes out dancing <laughs> to uh, Genuine and... He gets some chance, and people love it. I mean, I, I think it's all about, you know, being able to, to find that, that interaction with the fans and, and see what works for you, and I feel like that works for him, so good for him, man. I mean. Well, and um, not only that, this guy, you know, he is a little bit of an older guy. He said that on this very podcast, but, dude, he can do it. He fucking, he's got the body, you know. That guy works his tail off, man, and uh, it just shows. Yeah, if you got it, flaunt it, I guess. I, I, I'm i not going to be dancing like that anytime soon, but, <laughs> you know, all, all the power to him, you know. Come on, Manny. He needs a tag team partner, man. You got to get your training in, get ready, hit that gym a little harder. No, I'm just kidding. But nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had, uh, looks like a tag match. Uh, I know it was no lives, or excuse me. No one lives. Drexel and Doctor Cleaver taking on Sonico and a surprise guest, right? Hero. Yeah, this this match was unannounced. Um, so no one lives comes out. Sonico comes out and they start kind of like giving him a hard time because 
he doesn't have anybody to wrestle with him, like, oh, you're all by yourself kind of thing. And Sonico starts looking around the crowd, trying, trying to find somebody, you know, to to help him out. I thought maybe we were going to get, like, a surprise wrestler, like a like a big name or something. I don't know. That, that's what I had in my mind. And then uh, Hero's music hits, and everybody pops for that. I mean, everybody knows Hero, right? I mean, you yeah. see that guy working his ass off at every show, making sure that everybody's safe taking care of the of the fans and, you know, making sure that the wrestlers are safe, too. Even when he's um, hurt. Even when he's hurt, right? Even when he's hurt. You know, we've, we've seen him get hurt, and I know that he's been working hard to make that recovery. So, you know, good for him. It was a, it was a feel-good moment. Um, I wouldn't say that it was my favorite match of the night, <laughs> you know, just me being honest. Uh, but it did get a, a good reaction from the fans. Um, the match ended up, you know, uh, I think her name is Rhea Von Slasher or something like that. She ended up causing, like, a distraction, attacking uh, attacking Hero, and then no one lived, ended up getting the win. Mm-hmm. There was a, a fun little spot where Hero started running the ropes during the match, and Sonico had to stop him and say, what are you doing? Like, you need to go wrestle. <laughs> it, was, it was a funny moment, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if, if Hero's going to be working these shows on the regular, but either way, I, I feel like it was a nice, uh, a nice moment for him and, and a reward for, for all the hard work that he does, you know? He got his moment. Do you think uh, he was in there because someone was gone, or was it originally supposed to be somebody else, do you know? I have no idea. I have no idea if that was the plan all along or if something fell through. Uh, but, you know, he, either way, he, he took his opportunity and he ran with it. Uh, he was still wearing, like, a leg brace, so I don't think he's 100% yet, you know. Right. Seeing him move around, he was limping a little bit, so I, I don't think he was uh, he was there yet. Well, let's get to a female Defy Wrestling match. Like you said, Rhea Von Slasher, and she took on Danica Dela Rouge, man. How did that go? So, you know, Danica, she, she's had a few matches at Defy. She wrestled uh, Priscilla Kelly in Portland. She wrestled Allie in uh, Washington Hall. She's done, like, some mixed tag, you know, intergender kind of matches. Um, so so she's a she's a familiar face, you know, over there in Portland. they She got a pretty good reaction. Uh, Rhea Von Slasher, I didn't really know much about her. She... Uh, she wrestled out there a lot in, in Vancouver for ECCW. Um, you know, a, a lot of people have been asking for Defy to bring back women's matches and when are we going to get women's matches and all this and that. So, you know, they, they got what they wanted, right? Definitely, definitely. I think it was, I thought it was a good match. You know, I, I found myself pretty uh, entertained, you know. Uh, it, it flowed pretty well. And, uh, you know... No one lives. That I, I feel like they're building up something between. No one lives and uh, Rhea. Maybe it's going to be like a new table mm-hmm. or a new trio or something because they ended up causing a distraction. You know, Cleaver and Drexel. They got up on each side of the ring. Uh, Danica was distracted and Rhea got the pin. Mm. All right. It was a good match. I, I'd say it was pretty good. You know, it, it's been a minute since we've had women's wrestling. Um, since I think November, 
or September. Actually, it's in September, I think, mm. when uh, Nicole couldn't make it. Right. You know, she she had some issues. Um, yeah, I mean, I, for what it was, I I thought it was a good match. Did the crowd seem to uh, pop for it? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, Danica, she got a pretty good reaction from the from the defiance. You know, she she got some uh, good cheers from the fans. Good, good, good. So uh, let's get to the chain match, man. Steel chain, Shaft takes on Hammerstone, man. Uh, recently have talked to both of those guys on the podcast, a couple monsters. Uh, last time there was the pull apart, some blood. How did this one go, man? Yeah, the Defy's done a great job at building this matchup, kind of like this feud between both of these guys. Uh, Hammerstone, I know that he has some history in, in the Portland area or Oregon area for the most part. You know, I, I know that he used to wrestle over there in WCWC. I don't know if he still does. Um, a lot of people over there were asking for Hammerstone for months, you know, pretty much like since the, the first fight that happened. I, I remember hearing people say, you know, we want a Hammerstone to fight. Um, Hammerstone is a guy that's been wrestling for a long time, you know, many years. But I feel like like he's just starting to break out now how he should be. Um, you know, he kind of changed his look. He's working in more places now. He's getting his name out a lot more. He's working MLW and other promotions. And I, I feel like it was a great uh, feud for them to have. Defy, Defy's been doing a great job with this one. And uh, did it get uh, colorful at all? Uh, from what I remember, I, d I don't think there was any blood. <laughs> but they they were brawling all over the outside of the ring. You know, they, they got into the crowd, slamming each other into, like, the wall. And there was a spot where, like, one of the guys was on the, sitting on a chair, and I think he, he did, like, a spear through the chair or, like, a cannonball or something. Like, it was a good match. Um, I didn't really know what to expect, like how a chain match works, because I'd be lying to you if I said, oh, yeah, you know, I know all the rules about a chain match, and this is what you're supposed to do. You know, so so apparently both of them were chained up, and the first person to touch all four corners uh, is a winner, you know, simultaneously. Like, you'd have to hit it in order, right? Right. So they did a lot of stuff like that where, like, okay, this guy's going to hit three, and it looks like he's about to hit four, and then they'd stop, and they'd keep going. <laughs> uh, th there was there was parts where I thought that, that Hammerstone was going to get the win. Uh, it, it was a good match. You know, I, I, I wasn't really, like, predicting, okay, like, for sure this is what's going to happen, this is how it's going to end. Um, it was cool to see, like, a, like a gimmick match at Defy. I, I'd like to see more stuff like that, like maybe some table matches or a ladder match or hardcore, you know what I mean? Some more stuff like that. Right. I feel like that, that would help out a little bit. Well, it sounds like this match was uh, pretty phenomenal. If it kind of left you on the front of your seat here and there. And, uh, dude, I wish I could have, uh, seen that one. I'm sure. I don't know. How do you, can you think about how long the chain was between them? Was it a full like corner to corner or was it shorter? I think it was a ten foot chain. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> have you ever speaking of chain matches? Have you ever seen the Roddy Piper versus Greg the Hammer Valentine at Starcade back in the '80s? Chain match. No, I have not. 
They I were hooked by the neck. You need so to was go. Was that like a dog collar match? Or? Dog collar chain match, man. You need to go on your network. I know you got it, WWE Network, and uh, look it up. The Starcade from the day, Greg the Hammer Valentine versus Rowdy Roddy Piper, the most brutal chain match you'll ever see in your life. I'll check it out, man. <laughs> Do it, man. Hey, man. And then you got the American Guns, man. Ethan HD, Mike Santiago taking on a team I haven't seen before. Reno Scum. Tell us about it. So Reno Scum is like a, a tag team that's pretty big in Northern California, Southern California, uh, Vegas. You know, that's, that's the name, Reno Scum. Uh, they have a really unique look to them. I mean, I don't know if you saw the pictures, but they're all tatted up. Yeah. One of the guys has, like, this super tall mohawk and, like, cheetah print spray-painted on his head. Um, yeah, I, I had never seen any of their stuff before, but, you know, I, I do know the uh, impact. So, you know, that they're, they're getting their name out. And uh, I heard great things about them, but I just have never gotten around to seeing any of their matches. I, I know one of the guys in the tag team, uh, I think his name is Thornstow. I think that's his name. Adam Thornstow. Uh, yeah, yeah. He ended up winning uh, King of the Indies, which is like this big tournament that they have in, in Northern California. He won it a few years ago. Some of the other guys that have won that include, I think, uh, Daniel Bryan was the first one to win that tournament. Damn. Uh, recently, Dragon Lee won it last year, so you know it. it you got to be pretty good to win that kind of thing, um, dude. I I think this was like the best tag team match that I've seen at Defy. Honestly, I know a lot of people put the the Lucha Bros match over, and you know there there's some other good tag matches that we've had there, but I I think this one took the cake. Really, that's a bold statement, my yeah. friend. Um, yeah, my favorite tag match ever was Matt Cross and Darby taking on the Red Dragons. That's a great match, too. I, I was there for that one. Dude, that was phenomenal. One of my favorite matches ever. But, hey, you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. The people that like, you know, the guns taking on uh, Penta and Phoenix ain't wrong. It's all great, great stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no there's no wrong answer, like you said. Exactly, exactly. So the uh, the guns went over in that one. Uh, that must have been good. Man, we got to get them back to the tag belts. When are we going to see those guys against uh, who's our tag champions now, Manny? Warbeast. Warbeast. W Ultra. They're the new Defy tag team champions, and we need to see them out here and defend those belts, man. Yeah, I was hoping they'd announce them for that uh, show that's coming up, but we'll get into all that here in just a minute. But anyway, next on the list, Jimmy Havoc, your bro that you were talking about just earlier, against the one and only Randy Myers, man, at last. How'd this match go? Was the crowd pumped? Oh, the, the crowd was super rowdy for this one. They, they were waiting on it. I mean, it was Jimmy Havoc's Portland debut. Um... You know, the match started off a little similar to the last one. They did a lot of the spots that they did in the beginning, and then it totally changed, you know. Jimmy Havoc ended up stapling the poster, the show poster, onto onto Jimmy Havoc. Randy did that. 
Um, he stapled his arms and his, his forehead with like an actual freaking staple, like like those <laughs> heavy duty ones, you know. Oh damn! And at some point, like Jimmy Havoc had like a mouth gag on him. It, it got weird as fuck, you know. Just just <laughs> how you would expect any Randy Myers match to get. Some spots with a chair, you know. They they took it to the outside. Uh, some dives off the balcony. It, it was crazy, man. It, it was a really good match too. I was going to ask you about that. It seemed like uh, you got a video from the uh, balcony right in front of you, didn't you? Just them Randy Myers jumping off on Havoc. Yeah, I was right next to Randy when he did it. I was like, oh, shit, let me pull my phone out really quick. And then once I did that, some of the guys that work for Defy, they look at me and they're like, did you get it? Did you get it? I was like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I, I felt like I had a good seat during that, that match for sure. Oh, that's perfect, man. Did it uh, look like he uh, hit a good landing there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looked like everything went smooth. As smooth <laughs> as it can go, right? I mean, you're still going to feel something. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like they had a, a great match. You know, as is, I, I felt like the first time that they wrestled each other was was awesome, and this one was just better. Man, did Randy get a kiss? I think he did. I mean, I, I can't. <laughs> you know, it, it's been a few days since, since the show, but, yeah, I, I think he did. He always gets his way, huh? Oh, man, let's get to it, though. The Defy Heavyweight Championship. Artemis Spencer taking on uh, Jake Atlas. Not really that familiar with Jake Atlas, but except for I saw him on some shows recently on uh, the Fight Network. Uh, I think it was WrestleMania weekend. But uh, how'd the match with him and Artemis go, man? So Jake Atlas, I'd honestly say that he's like the best uh, wrestler from Southern California right now that is not signed anywhere. Uh, he's from Santino Brothers, you know, the training school where Brody King went to. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy, he's very talented. I mean, he, he used to be a gymnast. So he implements that a lot into his wrestling style. Um, I saw him wrestle at PWG about a year ago, I'd say. It was March of last year. It was a four-way, all the four different uh, Santino guys, Brody King, Douglas James, Jake Atlas, and Eli Everfly. And he he impressed me during that match, but I felt like there was still something missing around that time. He actually ended up breaking his hip during that match. Um, you know, he, he, uh, he recovered, and he came back stronger. He's been wrestling now for GCW. Uh, Game Changer Wrestling, you know, the ones that have the Joey Janela Spring Break and all those shows, that's probably where you saw him. Right. Um, yeah, he's a very talented guy, and uh, I, I feel like, like he's really going to have a breakout year. Uh, he had a match with Shane Strickland, and uh, I think it's All Pro Wrestling over there in, in San Francisco, and he ended up getting the win. Uh, that was one of Shane's last matches in the Indies. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't say enough great things about this guy. I've, I've been telling Jim and Matt to bring him out for quite some time, and he definitely, uh, he definitely uh, made a name for himself at Defy. Mm. Damn, man. So top to bottom. So Artemis went over in this, obviously. Still got the belt. Uh, so it was a phenomenal match, uh, it sounds like. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want to sound like a broken record, but that was one of Artie's best defenses that he's had as the fight champion. Seems like he just keeps getting better and better every fight, man. Yeah, he he's definitely uh, getting better, like you say, and uh, he's going to be making his UK debut next month, beginning of May. You know, super strong style sixteen. He's going to be working that that progress tournament, and uh, the first round matches were announced today. And Artie's going to take on David Starr in the first round, so we're going to be cheering for Artie. Mm. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he wins. I, I'm I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Dude. Great things coming for uh, Artie, the Defiance, and, uh, man, just some great stuff coming along. And speaking of that, man, uh, May the 10th, Friday night at uh, Washington Hall, man, uh, another great card coming up. They announced recently the first two matches of that show, man, and uh, the first one announced Pentagon taking on the one and only, the baddest motherfucker on the planet, Shaft, man. Thoughts on that? Yeah, when when the when the show was first announced and we saw you know Phoenix and Penta on the poster, I thought we were going to get a tag match. Uh, but now I see that we're going to be getting uh, Penta versus Shaft. I, I feel like that should be a great match. You know, Shaft he's been working his ass off. I did hear the interview that he did with you recently where he said that he lost like thirty pounds, which is awesome. I mean, I I feel like. After that, that title match that he had with Shane, you know, he came up a little short. He's been more motivated, and he's kind of building his way back up to another title shot. You know, the the, the Defiance loves that guy, so uh, good for him. That, that's a big opportunity. Dude, that's going to be a phenomenal match, uh, you know, because Pentagon packs a punch. You know, he's high-flying, but he can also hit a lot of uh, power-type stuff. And for him to take on the big man, the baddest motherfucker on the planet, Shaft. That's going to be uh, something else. It's going to be something to remember and to uh, for uh, Defy, for Perry and Farmer to put Shaft in that uh, spot against him. That's freaking just confidence in Shaft. Yeah, most definitely. Dude, but then Randy Myers was also announced. And uh, he is taking on the one, the only, Tom Lawler. Filthy Tom Lawler is back, man. What do you think about that one? That's a kind of a clash of styles, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be like a, a comedic match. You know, Tom, he's a, he's an ex-UFC fighter. You know, everybody knows he, he can fight. I mean, but he also has, like, a very comedic side to him. I think it's going to be a fun match. Uh, you know, Tom Lawler is the current uh, MLW heavyweight champion. He's doing big things right now. Uh, he's improved a lot. You know, we've seen him at the five before, but I feel like he's gotten much better since then. So it's going to be cool to see Tom Lawler back and uh, see him take on Randy Myers. It, it is going to be a clash of styles, like you said. Dude, that's incredible. So those are a couple of great matches already. I don't believe they've announced anything yet. Uh, the show is coming up May the 10th. Uh, any other matches that uh, are going on that you can think of or have heard of yet? No, I, I think that's it for now. Uh, there is a, a two-night tournament coming Ooh. up in July, the 8XGP. Uh, it's going to be a, a two-night tournament. 
to, to crown a winner. I'm guessing the winner is going to get a title shot. Uh, we don't have any participants announced yet, but we do know that the bad boy, Joey Janela <laughs> himself, is going to be making his return to the Fi on the second night, which is a Saturday. So uh, I, I'm not sure if he's going to be in the tournament, if he's only going to be there for one night, but I, I think he's going to be, I mean, my prediction, right? right. I think he's going to be taking on uh, Art, uh, Artie for a title match. I, I feel like that would be a great thing to see. Well, if he was only announced for one night and there's a tournament going on, that would be a probably a uh, a good bet on uh, who he's going to take on and uh, a great, you know, that would be a great match between the two of those guys. Almost definitely. <laughs> and then, the, like you said, the two-day tournament, that's going to be at Washington Hall, July the 26th and 27th, and uh, two days of greatness. You got your tickets uh, front row as usual there, Manny? Yes, sir. <laughs> and, dude, they, then they got some other stuff going on. There's so much stuff going on for Defy right now. They got that. Also, back to Portland, June the 15th. I don't know when tickets go on sale for that. And then, um, you know, they got that thing they're going to do in Tacoma, July the 16th, Defy Riot, and then the two-day tournament. And then in August, dude, back to Portland. I'm looking forward to the one in Leavenworth. I already got my tickets because, you know, I bought them and then they kind of changed the date of that, but I didn't trade them in. Are you still going to hit up that uh, Leavenworth show? Yes, it's looking like I'll be there. Uh, yeah, I've never been to Leavenworth, so I'm looking forward to that. That's perfect. Man, that's a Saturday. Get there early, have some fun around the town, then go hit the show. There's a lot of great food. You know, get out of there. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are going to drive back. Me and Mrs. Clams will most likely have a room. But uh, it's a great town to have a lot of fun in and a lot of great grub. For sure, for sure. Dude, and then they finish out November 30th and uh, December 14th. Dude, Manny, before we head off in the sunset, man, anything else you want to uh, put over before we uh, hit the streets? No, I, I think that's about it. You know, we we got a lot a lot of stuff covered. Uh, thank you for for having me on, as always, man. And I hope you have a, a great rest of your day. This episode recorded at the Bigfoot headquarters. This has been a Swagamore production. production.